0: Hello and welcome to the Coon Hunting University podcast. This is your host, Tyler Duncan, and like always, class is in session. Coon Hunting University is presented by Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life. Find out more at extremedogfuel.com and superior hunting lights, superior step up to the max. Use the 5% discount code Podcast at checkout on nighthunters.com. Hey y'all, so kind of before we get started today, I'm not sure if everybody's aware or not. I've had a couple of questions about this, but CUNY UNIVERSITY does have merchandise available. It's on um, audiohoundproducts.com, and if you're interested in that, you can find that link in the description box below. I don't really advertise it a whole lot. You know, if you're new to listen to the podcast, because I know we've had a, a ton of new listeners here lately, but um, I hadn't mentioned it in probably ten episodes. But yeah, I do sell merchandise or you know drop ship whatever you want to call it. But uh, that link to the website is in the description box below. So if you want to go check that out and buy something, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Another thing I want to talk about is that we have the raffle currently ongoing for a brand new Superior Hellcat Max, and all proceeds from that go to the Mississippi State PKC Youth Hunt. If you want to support that and it's a great cause, please uh, hit me up. Uh, I accept PayPal, Cash App, all of it. You know I mean? And if you plan on coming to the hunt, the hunt's going to be March 4th and 5th. March 5th is going to be the full fun day. It's awesome. It's you know, it's going to be great. I mean, I, I encourage everyone to come. I really hope to see a lot of y'all there. Coonhut University will be set up. We're going to interview some of the kids. It's going to be great. It's going to be an awesome time. So if y'all want to, come on out, talk to us. Man, we'd love to have you there. And if you have a youth to bring, bring them, please. So me and Mr. Wimp Aaron recorded an episode about two weeks prior to us recording the episode that you're about to listen to. And we did it via a phone call and the audio turned out not very good because uh, one of us didn't have good reception or whatever. And if you don't have good reception, it doesn't turn out. And it was, you know, broken up. You couldn't understand it. But that turned out to kind of be a blessing because Mr. Mark Summerall, who's from Laurel, I want to give him a shout out, uh, Thank you for hooking this up and lining us up, and you know, riding with us up there. He he rode with me and Mr. Eddie, and it was just a great time. We had a ball, man. He Mr. Wimp has like every Cunut magazine from like the sixties to today. Like it is crazy the amount of stuff that he has in there. And if you want to see some of the stuff, I put it on the Cunut University Facebook page. Uh, some pictures on there of when we went, and it's he's got Schooner River Lipper Bart you know the queen all their their collars are still hanging up there it's just it's really cool and really nostalgic it's great but um and we're going to talk about all that in the interview it's uh me and Mr. Eddie's conducting this interview but you'll hear Mr. Mark Summerall drop in a little bit you know from the background we recorded this in the the shop or in his he called it his King dog study it, you'll hear some kind of anomalies with the audio sometimes uh, uh one of the mics fail and I couldn't get it unrecorded and then there's a creaking chair you know and it's a lot different like when i'm sitting here recording right here i'm in a completely controlled environment i control this environment you know no outside influence is being influenced on this mic well when you go to somebody's house like that and you do an interview it's a little different because you're at the mercy of where you're at so i, I hope that y'all can look past that and understand the content that's presented here and, and mr wimp's story and we just scratched the surface of the whole schooner river line and how it came about, it's really great. And you're going to hear him talk about all the dogs that, you know, you've heard about through the years of Bart, Schooner River Lipper, Queen 1 to Queen 16, you know. And <laughs> we have some good laughs. And Mr. Eddie and Mr. Wimp have been knowing each other forever. And, of course, Mr. Mark and, you know, Mr. Wimp, have, they're kind of uh, partners on a bunch of dogs. You know, and I'd say, you know, they're more than partners. I mean, I'm sure that Mark thinks of Mr he does think of mr wimp as a uh mentor of his so you get a real personable experience from this interview and i, I really hope that y'all enjoy it because i sure enjoyed doing it without further ado mr wimp aaron being interviewed by me and mr eddie simmons y'all sit back and enjoy so we're sitting here in mr wimp's study right and it just has all kind of memorabilia. We've been riding us around Schooner River bottoms. Me, Mister Eddie Simmons, and Mister Mark Summerall, all of us. It's just been an outstanding day and getting to visit with you and everything. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and start this off. Mister Wimp, please tell the people that listen to this a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm Winston Aaron. Uh, I am eighty eight-year-old, and I've come hunted all my life. I I was game warden in my younger years. Uh, Some people preferred to call us possum (laughs) policemen. And uh, I've had uh, walker dogs for since the 50s. Uh, Cecil Wilson, a friend of mine over at Fuller, I worked with him. Uh, He he put me in the walker dogs, and uh, we scuffle with dogs that come from here and there cubs that come from the north and different ones and Cecil. I finally settled on single registered dogs that Cecil bred until 1960 and I brought a, a, two females, one out of Deep River Mike and one out of Old Sailor Boy and the one out of Old Sailor Boy wound up being Schooner River Queen one and uh, I kind of went from there uh, out across some and family bred a lot. Till the dogs we got today, we we hunting a sixteenth generation of them now. That each one of them's other than some other, and uh, the, the 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 dogs of today don't have as good a master as the ones younger did. But uh, they they I know they look better, and most of them act a little better I think than they did in the younger years.
0: So how'd you get your start into coon hunting?
1: None of my family ever hunted, I, I, I don't I don't think there's a member of my family nowhere that ever hunted anything, but uh, I I always, I had a little dog or two around the house that I'd run rabbits with around the orchard and around the fields, and uh, I I really liked that, and uh, I could run a coon in a hole and caught it one time with them, and I liked that a bunch, and so I wound up getting me a pair of five-dollar hounds, and went from there, 47, I had a little old spotted dog. It might have something to do with me liking walkers, so I had a little spotted dog that was, uh, I caught four coons with, and uh, I still have a foot, foot off each one of them coons because they were really valuable at that time. I had a gentleman to drive 15 miles in a wagon to breed to my dog because I had caught four coons with him, and so uh, coons, coons were scarce, and I was raised on the upper end of the schooner, and they were really scarce up there.
0: Yeah, and as we're sitting here today, you know, in your uh, study, I see the feet from them four coons still in here. That's that's crazy. (laughs) It really is. So there's another article up here that I want you to talk about a little bit, and this kind of explains your... I guess you've always been kind of a, a trainer of animals. Talk about the mules and the squirrel dog story. Uh,
1: we farmed, and uh, we had a tractor and mules, and I, I usually worked the mules because uh, I had the mules trained where they would, with any kind of equipment that you didn't need to follow, like a hire and a disc, they would do it on their own they would turn and go back and do it on their own and i could squirrel hunt around the fields and stuff while they were plowing and so i preferred the mules for that reason
0: and they wrote an article about that yeah
1: that's you seen it over there
0: sitting right over there that's awesome ain't it <laughs> mr eddie he's been mr eddie's been telling me that story since i've been talking about interviewing you he said you gotta ask him about the mules. You gotta ask him about the mules
1: well it's been a long time ago
0: yeah yeah do you still hunt to this day
1: I hunt most nights. I hunt. I hunt most nights. I don't walk like I used to. I road hunt and dog striking. I got a dog that strikes my truck, and uh, dogs let them run the road on uh, in the national forest where there's no traffic, and uh, do most of my hunting that way. And now, uh, and uh, if it's too far, well, I, I happen to come on. We go get one close. You know, I, I get him. But uh, I, I make over half the trees most nights you know
0: that's awesome that really is and kind of go all the way back to the beginning you were talking about queen one being our sailor boy how did the queen how did the schooner river line come about and how where'd the name come from
1: well i, I was raised on the head of schooner river and uh which was on the creek of any size and in i in, in our neighborhood and uh most people hung something on the front of them, and uh, I think I think Cecil probably suggested that I do that. He he hunted over here a lot, and uh, I think he probably suggested that I use Schooner River. And I, I my first registered dog, he single registered for me. I didn't know how, so he single it for me. And I, if I remember correctly, she was born in I believe '43. And we registered, I believe in 47, I have her papers here anyway. And uh, that was my first registered dog. And uh, we raised pups out of her, and we kind of went from there. Then I I, I bred, uh, I had a female called Ann in early days, that was uh, Cecil Wilson bred. She She was pretty nice to you. And really the reason I really settled on females, I had a nice male, Back in the fifties, and uh, I, I got to looking for a nice Walker female to breed her to, breed him to, and there were they were no no Walker females in this country Tree Coon at that time, and uh, I uh, I decided to get females, and, and I could breed to anything I wanted to then, so that's kind of what put me on the females. I've never owned, but about three or four, probably four feet males that I hunted a uh, uh, schooner of lipper, bark. A repeat and a dog made the favorite I call Sarge I hunted him so that's about, that's about the only four males that I ever hunted
0: so it all started with queen one right
1: then then the queen One's the first I I in competition and uh and uh she uh she was uh, you know I, I had to put her on the top of the, the top of the list she was as nice as I've ever had she she was if you if you looked at her picture, uh, she could drink out of a Coke bottle, and the coldest old hound I ever seen.
0: Could drink out of a Coke bottle. Huh? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. She she didn't have that head and ears that everybody looked for, but she 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 had she had a lot more stuff.
0: You think she was full blooded Walker for sure?
1: I bought her, Bill Austin, Carlisle, Indiana. I, that's and I, I have no reason to believe she was not but I have no reason, to know. You know, from, yeah. that, from there on, well, I can swear to them, but from there from her back, I can't. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
0: And you're at 16 generations today. Yeah, we got
1: 16 generation. Marsh got two or three of them, and I got one of them out there. You,
0: you were talking about how you were talking about having that dog single registered. In, what was that? 47. You said.
1: I, I believe if you hold up do,
0: do you remember? You remember how much it cost to have a dog registered?
1: Uh, I, I have no, idea. no I, idea. I don't. I don't remember that, but it must not have cost much. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Or, or she wouldn't have been so arrested.
0: Cunyton University is brought to you by Superior Light Company. Use coupon code CHU Podcast at checkout at NightHunters Superior. Step up to the max. Now back to the show. All right, Mr. Eddie, you got a question you'd like to ask
2: him? Well, I want to say something first. What a good day to be here with friends and Mr. Wimp Aaron. We've went to where Mr. Wimp was born and raised. We've seen some of those fields he's talked about. He's plowed. We've talked about the woods that he's hunted in for since he was a boy till he still hunts there today. It's been an awesome day. But, Mr. Wimp, what I want to ask you is how do you decide once you had Queen one which female was you going to pick to be two? Then when she had puppies, how did you decide who was going to be three? Because this is a continuing loop of females. I mean, so how did you pick which was going to be your next queen?
1: Well, when queen one, she was fired up little female. And, uh, and back at that time, you know, they didn't, hunters didn't tolerate dogs doing anything on the tree. You know, they they had to be angels at the tree. And uh, I bred her to House of Chief twice and they treed coons but they couldn't bark straight up the tree and I, I couldn't hunt them, you know, with the people I hunted with. So I, I, I bred her to old Frosty, if you ever hunted with him, he was a calm old tree dog and he was also Hershberger bred and uh, and got just as fired up a dog out of Frosty and they were really probably a little worse than Chief dogs were. and. Uh, so I took her out, Kansas, and bred her Finally, River book. I'd hunted with him one time somewhere to hunt up north, yeah, and seen him sitting down. And then I seen a pup out of him sitting down somewhere, you know. So uh, I took him to Kansas, and Duke Rupert had him at that time, and uh, I bred the book. And I got calm, sat down, tree dogs. And that, so that I went with that with Queen, too queen too she was a nice little female but would choke down on the tree and i couldn't stand that so uh the horny dogs were sticking the head up out of Boone creek Mike, and golden star and uh cadillac and all of them was uh they were sticking the head up as loud hard tree dogs and uh, i bred queen too to the horny's jeff dog and uh got Queen three which she's as nice as any of the queens I ever had and she had a ring in my mouth you know what I was trying to get Queen three I bred her to Finley river banjo and got a nice yield, but she was uh had a tree jumping habit and uh, I couldn't stand that out too much and so uh, I also bred Queen three to Handsome, which was a sub-down back there tree dough and uh, got favorite and uh, so then I bred favorite to queen four, half brothers and sisters, uh, to get queen five. Queen five, I had one that I really liked, and I run over, letting her run in front of the truck, and I run over. So I had to go back and get a, her sister that had never been hunted, and uh, it was queen five, and which was the sorrish queen they were. She tree coons, but she, she, she wasn't nothing outstanding, but she reproduced better than I, any of them, I'd say. She did homework on her and lock it, and, just name you a bunch of them and uh i bred queen five to three different male dogs I, uh, i'm sorry four different male dogs i bred her to house's lipper hillbilly mac tree talking crockett and to uh schooner river lipper five times and uh house's lipper was the sorrish cross i made on her because they loved the coyote and they uh, took them of about two year old, be solid on that tree. They just just could really run a coon, had big miles and stuff. And, uh, and then I bred Queen Six to Schooner River Lipper, and uh, as half brother and sister cross. And got Queen Seven. I bred Queen Seven to a pup out of Locket and Tree Talking Crocket, a little no, uh, I believe you called him Tree Talking Rocket. And got eight, which was, was as good as any of the queens. And, and she'd come here that way. You didn't have to train her. She was probably as natural as any dog I ever had. And on top of that, well, she was Bark's mother. Bicycle and River Lipper again. And uh, the uh, and we got nine, which was, uh, nine was a full of sister to Bark. And I went out with her. I had been two or three and sisters. And I decided to go out, and I went out to a sack it though and got a nice ship. Everybody liked her, but she treated too much. She she would get on a bad track, which she'd do you wrong. I, I bred her to bark three times. And they did all right, but they they weren't what they should have been. And, uh, but uh, the one I kept out of the bunch was one I called Cricket Queen Eleven. And Queen Eleven was a really good reproducer. She, she was a sorry mama. Well, she was really a good reproducer. She she did several dogs. She did uh, moonshine dogs. Several people had nice pups out of her around.
0: Heck, that family tree pretty much goes straight up anyway. No, no, it don't branch out too much. <laughs> it's, just, it's
1: just I did about 3 half high-brother and sister crosses there. And as I said, uh, the queen three, two pups out of her, you know, was high-brother and sister. Then we get the Queen 5, and she wasn't the greatest coon dog ever lived, but she might exaggerate a little bit on uh, Queen 5 crosses. I did it four times, and I mentioned the House of Lipper was a sorority cross, and uh, Lockett was our tree-talking Crockett. I-, I bred her to schooner River Lipper, and her litter Oh, the one that breed of the year and second place side of the year, didn't it?
2: Her puppies won 94,000, I believe it was. I got it right here.
0: Let me ask you this. Why... Did Lockett not end up being a queen dog?
1: Uh, well, number one, uh, I, I'd already had a queen out-of-house whipper that I'd, I'd worried my life away with about two years there. And she was a nice animal when I got through with it, but I, I didn't want to back up and go. Yet. I believe it'd be easier if you go going generation after generation. I think in family and them up close, it'd be easier with a male dog, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Uh, yeah, Lockett's
2: in the Hall of Fame. She's on the top producer and I've got the number money one here if I can find it. I forget how much I got so many of Mr. Wimps uh pedigrees on here.
1: Hey, uh, <laughs> they uh Well the one thing you can say about Lockett, she was a tree dog.
2: Absolutely.
1: I never cared people hunting with her and no Pac Man, Pac Dog Lipper. <laughs> hey boy, anything any one of them I'd breed her too. if somebody just come on to be a hunting or I hunt around here like then you could turn them three loose and they'd rattle that bottom they they were tree dogs
2: I got it right here Aaron Schooner River Locket had 43 puppies and they won $85,202 cool that's
0: pretty that's pretty impressive yep
1: yep and she was out of Queen 5 see the jiffy I told you wasn't the best dog in the world yeah
0: isn't that something? And and Crockett's... And Crockett, Treeton,
1: Crockett. I'll tell you about Crockett now. And you know, I don't know. He may not agree with me. If, tra- if Travis and Richard had hauled him a wild puppies around, there, ever hauled, he, they came around and had a... Travis had a crate as long as his pickup, and he'd slide it out and put their puppies in it. you go up this end and knock that end out. you go up that end and knock that end out. You know, and you could not hardly give a Crockett puppy right away. Yeah. And... Uh, but I bred her, uh, her to him, and I bred Queen uh, Queen Six to him. And man, I I had really nice puppies out of both of them. Yeah. them.
2: Mm-hmm. And old Cracker come out of him, and yeah, uh,
1: uh, they they've been they've been a lot. Of, but you take when people see that, sure hunt, you know, and they make every little hunt we had little Travis with, and uh, and have have him a wild puppies there.
2: And, and a lot of times, you know more than I know, right. if you don't handle them when they're babies, well, that's you, what
1: you get. Yeah. And then if you Probably showcase that. the first time i ever loaded or doing anything when they put them in there and slown them in there. Like, oh.
2: Well, the night Richard bought Crockett, I never will forget it, over there at Mr. Buddy's place where the lake was and everything, he could hunt. That guy that writes books in Mississippi, uh, anyhow, he owned that. John now. Grisham? He owns it now. But uh, we was over there, me and Richard, and he got old Crockett. And uh, we turn him loose. Hey, he hits him a deer. He takes it out of that bottom. And I mean, he's smoking it. Richard said, let's go cook, cook us a steak. And it was $5,000 is what David Drain and Eddie wanted for him. He runs a deer. We sit there and cook a steak and listen to him run that deer. And he's gone. We get up the next morning, me and Richard, I'm thinking, man, that's a lot of money. That dude is gone running that deer. We get up the next morning, cook breakfast, and look there at the door. Oh, Crockett's piled up on a pad right there at the door. Richard said, I believe I'm going to buy him. I said, uh, what what did you see that uh, brought you to this decision? He said, Ed, I know he's a better dog than that, and I just kind of like him. And that was the <laughs> night we hunted him, and Richard paid for him. Well,
1: I, I tell you, uh, the, the little rocket dog. Did you ever hunt him? Uh, oh yeah, that was Hunter's dog. Yeah, yeah I hunted with him. Yeah, uh, he, he, tree he dog. Nice, pretty nice little. Pretty dog. nice little dog. Had a good mouth. Absolute that. steady as a rock. Yep. Tree dog. And, uh, and, and see, that was that was a daddy of Queen Eight. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and uh, and Queen and Queen Eight is uh, is a nice female that I ever had. She, you know, she come here. Sure. Everything. Sure. She didn't. I didn't have to train her. In fact, Spencer. I, her mother wasn't all that old when I bred her, and uh, you put them in there and jump something hot, you know, and uh, I'd listen for Queen Eight instead of her mama, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. I had more confidence in the pup My dad told the old old, because she was, she was, Bark had her had her habits with Lipper's with RPMs, that's the kind of thing about it. Well, uh, you got it wrong? Mm-hmm. I, I got a question.
2: Like, did you hunt with old Lipper before you bred to him? House's lipper? Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. You hunted with I him? I hunted with he him. He had a powerful mouth. He had a powerful mouth, balled on the tree, regardless of what they said he did when I hunted with him. They say, they say he was always hot or out of shape or something was what the excuse was, but he bowled on the tree a lot, but uh, could push a track. He could push a track and had a lot of energy, you know, yeah. and uh, and I didn't see anything meaning that, Eddie.
2: Sure. It amazed me that you hunted with House's chief.
1: That was awesome. Hunted the house yeah, I'm, is uh, chief. House chief, probably more when I did Lipper, but uh, I bred to him twice, and and when I go up, I would go on. And uh, Mac brought Lipper and his banjo dogs all out, you know, and we we hunted them down. Here. I tell you, Lipper Lipper was head and shoulders above the banjo dogs. Was he for this country? Now I think the banjo dogs were trailing dogs and uh, and tree jumping dogs. I I didn't see Max do that, but everything I seen that had a uh, uh, Finley River banjo. And uh, one of my thousand-dollar pups was a pup out of a uh, uh, full brother to River Banjo. But when Banjo was ten-year-old, his mama had one male pup, and I gave a thousand dollars for Because Banjo was the number one stud dog at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to hunt him four and a half year to get my money back. If uh, somebody gave him to him out of him. but he, he was pretty nice little old dog, but jumping his thing, I ever seen. And by the way, he's Moose's granddaddy, so.
2: Isn't that something?
1: Uh, so you, ever know, you ever have a dog out of moose? No, sir. You ever see him? You ever hunt with him?
2: No, sir. I didn't get to hunt with wasn't him. Right?
1: I hunted with Zeb. They nose, Yeah. yeah. He, he had to jump in.
0: Ain't that something? Yeah. How old was Lipper when you hunted with him?
1: Don't know. I, I, he was older. Oh, you know, uh, okay. He wasn't, he wasn't no spraying chicken, but I, I mean, he wasn't. I bred to him three times. I wanted you a dog that lived to be 15 years old. Be tough and a good nose and a good mouth and all that stuff. Well, he'd do that.
0: I know I've heard other people say he was just a freak as far as the go ability. Like he's just, you know. Oh, he was wound up. Just, I mean, yeah. way above ahead of his time almost well, when he comes
1: up. A dog. I had. He was, he
0: he was, was that like, way. He, he was
1: like that too. I'll assure you, you couldn't build a big enough fire to drop the cool the other side He would have went through that fire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's he, awesome. He, he didn't.
1: He, he had. He had no return.
0: Well, when
2: you made that cross and got schooner river lipper, how did you pick him to be the male you was gonna keep?
1: Well, I, I, the Dixie Jip was well, she was family bred on the other old females I had it had, had, you know, there. Anyway some banjo blood thrown in her on uh, Alabama George. Anyway, he was out of banjo too, I think. And uh, he was down here and my chip was in heat. Just a lot of you know, things made it convenient. And I, I, I like, I like whipper. I didn't, I, I don't really like to ball my tree though. I say I don't know that shit we had. I like her, but I didn't just occasionally you do. And they all say he didn't do that when he's in shape, and and, and I can understand that. But he he did ball a lot on
2: mm-hmm. the tree. You know?
1: But now he was he was as wired up. He was as wired up as you could get. I'd like that have to roll up back in the coon log days. i guarantee you he would be good on that. You're not recording all this BS, are you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> if, you could,
1: if you <laughs> could
0: If you could keep from like when we hit the table, it'll make that mic mess up or oh, okay. like and it won't oh, record oh, right. Okay. That's one thing we gotta we gotta be mindful of. We want it to be good audio. Oh uh, we were to uh What were we we were talking of Queen Levin. I think of what was was up to.
1: Queen, Queen 11. I, Queen 11, I bred her to uh, Blackwater Zell and I bred her and got Moonshine and them. And I bred her to uh, Rudy, which was a double Schooner River Lipper dog, an outer Schooner River Lipper, uh, and Buddy Mobley uh, had, and, and got Queen 12. Queen 12, she was only bred to one dog, Lippers Repeat. She was bred to him five times, I believe. And uh I think it was probably the best cause on both of them, on, on him and her. They were several grands, and Some real nice dogs. And I had one, one of them I call 13, Queen 13. She was a real nice little jip, high-powered, and a lot of a lot of goat. real little tree dog. But she got run over when she was about four year old, so I didn't get to enjoy her too long. But I had bred her to gunner of the Rogers boys. And a Gunner, he was out of uh, bark and got a, j- a little gym I call 14. 14, is, I liked her probably as well as any I've had in a while. She had a lot of specialties. She would uh, strike my truck. Uh, if you'd shoot a coon out, she'd bring it to you. You know, She she would, uh, really a hunting dog, find your coon when they skews and a nice tree dog you want she put her feet there didn't move unless something moved her and uh i bred 14 to moonshine which was out of queen 11 and got several pretty nice dogs but i wound up with uh my 15 was was out of that cross and uh I bred her to uh, Mark's reject dog, and got we got three or of them around here. Marley will probably wind up being 16, okay. 16th generation. That's
0: awesome. That really is. So what is the most important trait that you've tried to maintain throughout that 16 generations?
1: Well, number one, it's uh, something about the tree cousins, You know, uh, if, if it don't tree cones, I have no use none whatsoever for them. But I, I, I like a cold nose dog. Uh, I, I like a winding dog and uh and, and i like the hunting though because i don't hunt where they just couldn't run over themselves most of the time and uh and in later years i've tried really tried to breed brains in them. So, you know they, they, cause I, it make them easier to train easier and i've had a few that you know was really smart and i find out me and them get along better
0: what's the most common bad trait that you've seen arise from line breeding they yeah, all thing like about lion breeding. They're family breeding. they what
1: you want to call it. Um, if you don't like what you got, you, you're not going to it much. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And something else about family breeding and hunting them, uh, generation after generation. You see things that um, Grandma done. That you corrected this away, or you seen things that Grandma done, and she always done, you couldn't put up with hardly. But uh, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna move you're not gonna move up, a, a, but you outcross where you love to get a super dog and five that don't do anything, you know. And something else, see, I, I hunt what I raise. I don't I I hadn't hunted a bought dog in some bunch of years, you know. I bought one or two, but I, I, I've never hunted them, you know.
0: You're talking about you, you hunt what you. What you own? Right? How, how did you choose the stud to carry on your generations? You know what I'm saying? How did you choose House well, and Lipper or Crockett? When I was
1: out, like with House Lipper or you know m dogs, I, I was looking for a certain thing, you know. And, and Lipper, I was looking for RPMs, you know, hunting and and uh, ability to get that track. And used to in the early days, uh, you look for triing. Because a lot of your early walking dogs didn't treat, you know. I mean, not 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 right, but in the last so many generations, I hadn't hunted a dog that didn't tree.
0: So you've obviously, I mean, you've got what forty-seven. You started breeding dogs pretty much a little bit after that. Yeah,
1: forty-seven.
0: Well, forty-seven. I I
1: didn't have much to breed, and uh, you can tell by the amount of coons I come. And uh, uh but uh, along in the you might say sixty sixty yeah okay 60s. I, when I really got interested in
0: so and and you've got so that's what fifty six seven sixty years of breeding experience oh, well, you, know, you yeah know,
1: I, so have covered with about the same old hounds for that long you know, so uh, that's crazy people ask me about other dogs and I tell them I really don't know you know yeah I, I hunt around here with boys just got this old stuff and uh <laughs> I really don't know about other dogs. I might, if I hunt with somebody else, I might change.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh we we you know pretty well satisfied with them. They all got faults every one mm-hmm. I've ever had. So I tell them, you if you've done it for this long and didn't have a perfect dog, you probably should quit. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of give me a rundown on your breeding philosophy of what works and what hasn't worked throughout the years. Do you think?
1: Well, if a dog reproduced his like, it would be so simple. <laughs> and you read ads, and that's your that's favorite passage my dog reproduces like." And, uh, and maybe they've seen some I hadn't seen, but uh, I've yet to see a dog that reproduces like. But just in Schooner River Lipper and Bark, uh, Schooner River Lipper had to have had to have Queen five or her daughters to reproduce well with the exception of maybe a raccoon valley queen and them dogs he did pretty good on them and uh and bark would kind of get you some some of us about the same out early in, you know so and and he was he was in another time or two than leper was you know so
0: they always say you know you line breed to get your consistency and then you outcross to get your outstanding performers is that true in your sense have you have you seen that I, I really, I really haven't been out on there. For, uh, with the times I went out, <laughs> I, I find it. Uh,
1: well, Queen Liam for one. Oh, I went out on her, and she, she had some good traits, but she, she just didn't track her. She just didn't love a track her. you know. She, she stopped the tree when she should be tracked, and, uh, and she had, what, seventy pups,
2: boy.
1: Ten. That's Queen Ten. Yeah, Queen Ten. I'm sorry, Queen Ten. Yeah. Oh, uh, she had seventy pups. She should have had a cone dog on there tree. And, and some of them were. Some of them were all right, but not nothing like they should have been. And that's what I find when, when you outcross, it takes you a generation or two to get back where you were. Okay. That's my opinion of it now. Mm. Y'all got anything to ask yet?
0: No,
2: I'm looking. I see, Mr. Eddie, looking. Dog it off just a second. Doc. What I'm trying to find is uh, Mr. Wimps in the uh, the Hall of Fame and uh, the breeder list, his puppies. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Winston Aaron, the top 50 breeders. He has 715 pups on the ground and they won $238,451. He's, I mean, I just, however you want to say that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's seven on the all time breeders list, top 50 breeders list with his pups.
0: Over, what, 750 puppies?
2: Uh, 715 pups has won over $238,000. That's awesome. And I don't think Mr. Wimp said he's ever hunted in PKC hunts. He's a, he's a breeder. Mr. Wimp is in the Hall of Fame. He's a legend in our sport, and he's one of those legends that uh, the competition part of it wasn't what he was searching for. He wanted to produce dogs for himself. And if anybody else liked what he had produced, he had he offered it to him. But, I mean, just like Bart, his Bart dog, his, his Schooner River Lipper dog, man, them dudes are producers. I had the opportunity to hunt with Homer's Gomer. I, Mr. Wimp can tell you all about his breeding. That dude was a red alert also. Mr. Wimp has produced some and, serious and dogs.
1: Another, Lockett lock lock reproduced a little pick, pack, Pickle ship, too. Won
2: the national championship. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Terry Walker of the American Cooner.
1: On yeah, she got her picture in the back of England a bunch of times. Yes, sir. <laughs> she won the nationals.
0: So that's that that's awesome. It really is. Uh, and Mr. Eddie brought up a great point about you weren't this big-time competition hunter, really. You did competition hunt in UKC a lot, you know? Uh,
1: not, I, I competition in UKC are some, you know. Yeah. But then I, I my, my goal was to win ACJ World Championship, which I never got close.
0: How... How much influence did competition hunting have on your breeding, though? Of, and what type of dog you bred for? Well, probably, probably early days.
1: Early days, it probably had more because uh, I didn't have the opportunity to to really know about all the dogs and stuff. I didn't have the opportunity to know about you know all I, all I knew is what I read and seen. And uh, competition probably had uh, more more influence on it in the early days than it has in the later days, definitely. But you know
2: that just goes to show. Mr. Wimp, he was breeding, what did he say, the first thing was dogs that trees coons. Yeah. Dogs that goes hunting. Dogs that's got intelligence. of What wins competition hunts? A dog that trees coons, a dog that goes hunting, and a dog that's got intelligence.
0: So to all the coon hunters that are out here today, what's the best advice that you can give someone that's looking to start breeding dogs and to breed to hunt?
1: Well, of course, if, he, if he's <coughs> starting from scratch, well, uh, you know, try to have a good female and go from there. To female. But just because you got a great individual, don't mean you're gonna have great puppies. You know, it's uh, we all like that, but it's uh, it's it's not not true. You know, find a family of dogs that that, uh, that he likes, heart with them if he can. You know, and as a day you. You can hunt with dogs you like if you want to go out. Uh, but back in the early days, you know, didn't have an opportunity to hunt with them except just in the big hunts.
2: What is if somebody said the best coon dog that Winston Aaron ever had? The one you would pick? What dog would that be, Mister
1: Wimp? Eddie, uh, they they just they just too many. Uh, queen one, Queen three. 7 and 8, 11, 13, 14, and a little 15 G if I like her a lot.
2: All right, let me ask you a question. If uh, Bark and your Schooner River Lipper was here and you was going to make another cross today, would you throw them right back in the in the mix of things?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I like Bark a lot better than I did Lipper For it was just a hunt. But Lipper, Lipper, he he put. If you need some RPMs and tree dog, well, you could you couldn't beat Lipper. Yeah. But Lipper just didn't cross good on a lot of different gyps. Take nailer dogs, for instance. He was bred to several nailer gyps, and I'd never seen a nailer gyp a nailer pup out of Lipper. It was a well, crap. Mm-hmm. There might have been some that I didn't see, but uh, and, and bark he he get you get you something you can kind of put up with on about any of.
2: And you was talking about breeding for intelligence. Uh, me and Mark and Tyler was talking away on way up here about uh Bart. Mark told me about some cast he won with him because he was able to call him in. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. and Mark was kinda of talking uh he didn't know the answer. And I sure don't. Is that just because they're line bred like that, they're intelligent or, or help me here.
1: Well, I, I think some of both. I think they're they're intelligent and uh, and they're started around dogs at mine. And I think that's a big influence on them. Because if you ever notice a dog pick up a bad habit in one night, and he won't pick a good one up in a week, you know. So I think that's a big thing. You know, the influence on the other dogs around them. And uh, I got a dog out there not know nothing. But she, man, you turn her out, she'd get in the truck. You turn her out of the truck, she'd get in the pen. You tell her to come on, when she come on, you know. And, uh, and and it didn't take no time. she just run loose. And it didn't take no time. In a week's time, I had her doing that, you know.
0: So... Can you tell me about a hunt that you had with Schooner River Lipper? Do you have a memorable hunt you had with him? And what? Well, first, talk about Lipper, Schooner River Lipper, and what, how you come about owning a male, and and
1: he come along at the time uh, Queen Five was uh, in her day, and uh, and uh, that's what that's what really what 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 made Schooner River Lipper take homers going to and I can just name one all day out of, out of that cross I bred it to him five times and uh, the, uh and I him and then I, I also bred queen five to hillbilly mac and i bred lipper to them jips and i bred queen five to uh hillbilly mac houses lipper Tree talking crockett and uh then see a uh, uh, pup off of her queen five and Tree talking crockett lockett is one won me the uh i believe that cross won me pups won me breed of the year and second place sire of the year and uh Lipper and, and Queen Five and her daughters is what carried Lipper. But Bark was Bark Bart's best male line I ever owned. You know, he,
0: he So and, and and what is this Schoon River Sir Winston Rowdy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gonna be uh, our buddy up in Tennessee, uh, Jimmy Roller, no, Jimmy, Jimmy Weaver, Jimmy Weaver.
0: I seen the, I yeah, seen it on yeah,
1: the door he, right he, there. He was, he, 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 he got several puffs from me along. And, okay. And Jimmy, he brags on. Did you ever hunt Hillbilly Mack? Hillbilly mac, yeah. I hunted with him one time, And you know, after a, a hunt when, uh, Paul Leonard Pointer was hunting, he, he was going to the hunts and, and hunting Hillbilly Mack and, uh, and, uh, after the hunts, he'd show him to you or anything and, uh, and uh, there's a gentleman there with a black and tan, and I, I, I won't call his name. And uh, th- they decided to take them to hunting when they go, Well, they turned the black and tan loose. He went in deep, opened a time or two, and come back to us around there and wrecked his tree. is a den tree. But we walked down a wood road, took the black and tan, put him back in the truck, turned Hillbilly Mack loose right in there, he treated two kinds.
2: When Bark come into this world, how old was he when you knew? He was gonna be special. And what what let you know
1: this pup is gonna be it? Well, he, he was his, the litter dad with parvo all but him. And uh, and he was a little runny puppy running around here and barked all the time. He wa you put him in the pen, he barked, you put him out of the pen, he found something to bark at. And everybody got to call him that, that barking pup, that barking pup, you know, and I, so that's that's the way he got his name. Uh, he earned it and uh then just just from a little old pup up uh you could do you could you could find a cat he'd be all right him with a cat treat or something you know he's something all the time he was doing something if he was out and uh, then he broke his leg when he back leg when he was about five months old so i put him in the pen and left him in there a month and his leg got all right he made grand bench champion after he broke his leg so wow uh he uh when i got him out well he was just you know wild and ready to do anything but he never was trashy he just did he didn't care about fast game at all never did care about fast game he did armadillos just a little that's the only thing i had to break him from and and he had that good mouth he had that good mouth that make him make him sound like he's doing about twice as much as he was you know
2: from the first time he ever treed what did he tree that way to the day he died he
1: he, he pretty much you know he he not solid just as a rock, you know. Then, but he it was pretty much, pretty much thirty days hunting. He pretty, you know, he just he come right on. He wasn't ever no trouble. But now I was hunting with two females. It was as good as I ever had. You know, his mom and his grandmother, and uh, they was they was as good as I ever had. And, and me and uh, Bradley in the Delta National Forest caught caught fourteen coons the first night, and fifteen coons the second night with With bark and his mother and his grandmother, and which was two best nights on I ever had, you know in a row
0: uh,
1: Lepper was a lot harder dog to handle he was a uh, than bark was bark bark' handle as good as anybody and what
0: dog. now the dogs that you're talking about you're hunting today, let's talk about repeat, reject all them. How much different are they from the dogs that you were hunting back between two or three you know i mean what what's the difference there? <laughs>
1: Well, they, they were just more they more rounded. Uh, repeat, he he wasn't ever a trained hound. You know what I'm talking about. I bought him and he wasn't trained, and I we 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 bred him instead of hunting him. You know, and uh, but repeat was he was as pretty natural tree dog as you'll ever see, and he'd hold his tree as good as any dog you ever see. I've seen him, and they'll that out there and vouch for it. I've seen him tree a coon, split tree. No further than from here to them cars out there. We shoot this coon out and he'd never look at you. And uh, and uh, he he was as good at that as anything I ever seen. He uh, he you know, he he wasn't he wasn't wasn't never what I'd call a trained dog. He didn't know what come in meant and <laughs> or get back or nothing else and, I, and but he uh, uh he, he 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 did his job. He did what we got him.
0: Which male out of the Schooner River line was the best reproducer, in your opinion? I have my own opinion. I don't see if it matches up to You know,
1: it's on, somebody had one that did good out of my, because I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd bark. I'd bark. But I'm going to tell you, uh, the, the boys that had the power pack dog over in Georgia, I'm going to say he'd have to be looked at, you know. And, uh, well,
0: What about Hubs Homer? Being reproduced, best uh, reproducer. you know, Jarvis
1: had him and different ones had him. Oh, he, uh, he uh, uh, Jarvis, Jarvis, never did breed him much, and when Well, Peony got him, uh, he bred him a lot, and, and no doubt he, no doubt as far as uh, number of pups he had, I think he had four hundred something pups, and uh, and he's, uh, they, you can look at the figures on him. You know, yeah. ain't no doubt he was, he was, uh, and see, he was a, a grand pup out of his mother was out of Homer's Gomer. And his daddy was out of Schooner River Lipper, so he, uh...
0: You don't get much more Lipper than uh, him, I mean, much, much more, uh, you don't yeah. get much more Schooner River uh, than him, do you?
1: And, uh, all, all the thing, I think a lot more people that bred to Homer, but he was so ugly. You <laughs> ever see <him>? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, he he, 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 was, he was an ugly child. And he was an accident, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the way I understood it, yeah. Yeah. But they DNA'd him, and that's, you know, that. No doubt he was a good reproducer. <laughs> Well, uh, the, dog, the dogs I had, well, I, I, you know, I have some things about Bart. Cause I bred Bart, and I think he got about 1,400 pups. And I bred him so much more than I did the others. And my, I had a lot more interest in breeding at that time. And, yeah. And too,
0: but uh,
2: he is uh, in the PKC uh, Tree and Walker Hall of Fame also.
0: Hubs, Homer, Homer. Uh, no, uh, Bart. yeah, Schooner yeah. River Bart.
2: Yeah. And also uh, Hardwood Homer by Keith is in that? there also. Okay. yeah yeah keith he made it yes name. and then schooner river fred
0: is also in there
1: i don't i don't believe schooner river lippers in there
0: what about fred did you ever get to hunt with
1: him or anything i never did hunt with fred never, I never did. did hunt with him Fred fred was a, everybody everybody said he was really really an impressive tree dog
0: and you know i think i mean i i'm probably wrong about this but as far from that generation of dogs he might have been the only Screen River dog that was ever collected back then. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not 100 sure about that. I I don't know. Uh,
1: the the Johnson boys said they
0: collected. Yeah. Uh, oh, said
1: they collected Mark. Uh, oh, did they? Okay. Well, I, I didn't. I, I I don't know what they ever did with it. And, and Mark Mark has collected rejects. hmm And uh, I I don't know about the others. I, I never was much on collecting back really back to <laughs> Time I was had, had had them, they weren't having a lot of getting good litters of pups, you know, and I didn't want to mess with. It.
0: Now we talked about this on the on the previous episode; and it made a lot of sense. Tell me why you don't believe in collecting dogs?
1: Well, number one, if a dog, if a dog is bred and he doesn't reproduce something that uh, that you would uh, like to hunt and so forth and to breed. Uh, my theory is he probably shouldn't have been bred anyway. And uh, there are exceptions to the case. You know, some dogs are not bred enough to tell, and, and you know that. But uh, just a dog bred as much as bark. And you now, if uh, if he doesn't reproduce something, that's. It's, uh, and uh, if I was looking for a stud dog, you know, me personally, I, I would definitely look for a family bred dog, you know, of.
0: And do you think that was one reason that. Hubs, Homer outcrossed so well because he was so tight, bred. Well, right, I think
1: uh, he was about as tight as you get. Yeah, they, uh, uh,
0: you, a mother, a mother son, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe I that. Be he right. was, yeah,
0: and he was even more than that. <coughs>
1: Homer Scomer was. Uh, was uh, uh, Raccoon Valley Queen's daddy, see, and 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 then was his daddy, see,
0: yeah.
2: No. And best of my knowledge, old Bart, just looking at his papers, uh, Schooner River Lipper was on the top side, and in three generations, it was on the bottom
1: side. Yeah. Also, so, yeah, Schooner River Lipper was the, the mother, the daddy of his
0: grandmother on the bottom side. I'm gonna get me a drum. Give me a little fidget stick. What a and that's.
2: Can I, I want to ask some questions. Mr. Wimp, I just want to know, like, I've known of fellas that would make a cross, and it'd be an outstanding cross, so they would try it two more times and not get nothing to match the first cross.
0: I have no answer for it.
1: With this exception, the smart people tell us that uh, our our dog uh, will probably produce uh, 7,800 sperm counts, you know. Well, the female might only do a dozen or so. And uh, and which which group of, the, of the sperm counts you're going to get would be the only thing I could think of would be the difference in them. Because I personally think that mama has more generation after generation and litter after litter. I think mama has more to do with it than daddy does.
0: Hey, y'all. Tyler here from Coonhutton University. I want to talk to you a little bit about extreme dog fuel and what sets them apart superior nutrition at the lowest price possible so they've been told the amount of vitamins and minerals they use in their feeds overkill and that they could reduce cost by incorporating less expensive ingredients in their formula but they believe the right mix of important ingredients makes huge difference in your hound's skin coat performance durability health and longevity they promise they'll never change their product to lower the price, or to compete with cheap commodity dog foods. All their ingredients are taken from the South Central United States. So go check them out, and you can find out more about Extreme Dog Fuel at extremedogfuel.com and find a retailer near you today. Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life. And if you're looking at a female you know, the females that you've had that you said were really great reproducers, you know, were they out of litters of good coon dogs? Were the whole litter made good coon dogs well, rather than one good coon I, dog? I go
1: back to Queen 5, and she was the only survivor in the litter. Okay. So, uh, so you didn't really uh, know about her, huh? Queen 11 reproduced well, but she wasn't a good mama. She, she just would raise you a pup or two, and you, and you couldn't really tell about her. I, I don't know that I could answer that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, just, I just didn't know if you had seen that correlation out of you know, rather a dog that's one, this outstanding dog out of a litter of uh, duds. You well,
1: know. I I I guess probably does a uh, twelve queen twelve was bred to repeat what five or six times. Four or five. Uh, well, I don't know how many, but several times. I know she got forty forty something pups at least, and and she was only bred to repeat. And never was bred to anything else. And uh, and I'd say the, I say I couldn't I couldn't tell any. Could you tell any difference, Mark, in the I last ones and the, the first ones? Uh,
2: probably was more out of
1: the last letter. Well they probably, the first letter had a real good chance and they, they they there was nine of them and they over half of them titled. But um uh, I, I could tell. I could they 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 were about the same, you know, about uh, even even the letters very little, you know, but I mean yeah. you know, all of them were pretty strong on the bullish, see. Yeah.
0: How does it make you feel to see all these dogs that have that go back to Schooner River, do being so successful in today's time? You know, you take Bone Collector, Power Pack. You know, they all have Schooner River in their bloodline. How, how does that make you feel to well, have I, that?
1: I, I, I appreciate it, and uh, but you know, I realize it's uh, it's other hunters. You know, it's, it, had, it had the big thing to do with that, and uh, and I, I just I appreciate the people being interested in them. Because I've been interested in them all my life nearly and and actually I, I appreciate other people joining in and what you can, but uh, you know, it's it's left it's left to other people now. I I I I'm gonna try to keep something to coon hunt and that's about I, I'm planning on raising a couple of litters of pups this year, but planning and doing is two different things, so. you know. Have you thought about the stud dog you're gonna use yet? I've thought about it, but that's you know, all I I know and I bred the the fifteen gift of Marks dog last time and we we got several of them so I don't know don't know what I'll do with uh, probably a mistake of what I do but anyway. I I, I, so, I'm not gonna go with that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have I have, prom- I have promised some of my to serve that I'm gonna raise a litter or two. And and there are just there no there are no dogs to be had around here puppies or nothing else and we, we barely if some of these youngsters decide to go to coon hunting well, they, I'd love for them to have a, have a dog to hunt
0: yeah we'll move on, shift gears a little bit here tell me about all the memorabilia that's in this building that we're sitting in, I mean it is literally a. I,
1: I've got some books right up here I'll give you the dates on them books right in there. yeah
0: that was that first full cry you give me no no,
1: no. Oh, I told watch about some old books
0: I have a book called Coon with
1: Cooners Uh, That's a 1924 model.
0: I believe it's right. That is to coon hunters who have so faithfully read.
2: I think it looks like 1911, but I'm not sure. It looks like 1911 where you got your thumb.
1: I I have a book by Mr. J.E. Williams. He was up around Raymer, Tennessee. Had a kennel up there some years ago. And the date on it is 1911.
0: Now, do you have a idea of how many of these books were printed? I have no idea. And then you got... Uh, and of course I
1: have a Walk with Wicker. Uh, yeah. First edition.
0: <laughs> That's impressive in itself. I think it's probably worth $1,500 now, <laughs> as much as they going for. You also have the first full crowd magazine ever.
1: I have a copy of the first, uh, 1939 as far as I know. It's the first,
0: first full crowd. And... And starting when it's, you said 65 is when it really all your magazine, you know, you start really having them from I, then. I, I
1: have I have most of them from, from 65 on. I have some before then, you know, this and that. And I have a, a 49 full Cry and a 59 Fool Cry. Well, and then I don't know different ones. But the early ones, of course, was American Cooner and the Fool Cry. Then I, I think I have all the UKC magazines. And they, oh, uh, and I have all the PKC magazines as far as I know.
0: And, and you have all, I mean, just pictures upon pictures. Pit. You have a picture of Hank Williams Jr. with a plot dog. I have a Hank
1: Hank Williams picture of Hank Williams Jr. with his plot over uh this, over his folks clubhouse some years ago. Hey man, that's
0: awesome, Mister Eddie. You, you actually found a picture that you had been looking for that you took. Right? Yes.
2: It's a silver dollar favorite, which was Schooner River favorite when uh, my buddy Richard Owens bought him from Mr. Wimp. And I took a picture in 85 when uh, Richard had him and we hunted with him, but Miss Sharon and Hope and uh, Hope wasn't even thought of, but Hunter and Shay is in the picture with Richard and Miss Sharon. Mm-hmm. And I took that picture many years ago and I, I found that dude. And, uh,
0: Believe me, good memories. That's awesome. That really is. I mean, it's, it's so much history here. Yeah,
1: favorite. Favorite. I still remember him well because he was one of the, one of his nicer pups I ever had. I, I sold him to Ray Jernigan, a uh, uh, preacher up here. And, and Ray and Richard was good friends. And uh, Richard, he sold him to Richard.
2: And he had a powerful mouth. And I'm yeah, telling yeah, he you, he was he, a nice he, outfit. He
1: he was, he was pretty close up and... Moose's pedigree, you know. he And even I thought Moose always thought Moose's favorite, uh, favorite, thing, you
2: know. And I see a picture on the wall of Homer's Gomer. And if anybody remembers that dude, they remember what kind of track and tree dog and what kind of mouth he had. It's good to see a picture out of old Homer.
1: The little locket jib, she, uh, sh- she did me well. And then she also reproduced pick pack pickles, which uh, did well in her day.
0: Now— you were talking about the Silver Dollar favorite dog, and tie, did he tie in at all with like Silver Dollar Cracker and all them? Or
1: no? Or I saw He was
0: Schooner River favorite. Okay. And
1: I, I sold him to Richard. I saw so. And Ray sold him to Richard. And Richard, that was his kennel
0: name. Okay. That's where he got the silver. Did you dollar. ever breed the Silver Dollar Cracker or any
1: of them? I bred the oh, uh, Cracker Daddy, Crockett, De- Crockett, okay. Cracker Daddy. Yeah, I bred to him twice. And, and got real nice birds. I, yeah. I I liked what I got.
0: You, you handled silver dollar cracker, didn't you, Mister Reddy? Or uh, hunt crockett. It hunted, Cro- you hunted I crockett. I hunted. with
2: both of them, but I yeah. did uh, hunt some crockett, some, and one with him. And Ronnie Wayne mostly hunted uh cracker. He won a bunch of money
0: with the cracker. It, it's just awesome, and I just so you have all this history in here. But what's the biggest changes that you've seen in the sport?
1: Well, one thing it's dropped off, you know, is we if I was the sport coon hunters, you, you know, you, you have very few that people that's not connected somewhere of competition that's even coon hunting anymore, you know, as just pleasure coon hunters. And uh, most of the people I've hunted with well, if I visit them I have to visit the cemetery. And that that's the main thing I miss about coon hunting is uh, is the people, you know. And Still talk, still talk to a lot of people, and I enjoy that. I, you know, it's it uh, got at one time where I was doing more talking than I was anything else. But uh, it, it's it's now it's not bad, and I, I enjoy talking to any of them anyway. I can help, I'm well, always glad to do so because they people people been really nice to me. I I hear people that have stud dogs that talk about how people mistreat them. And I can't say that because the people the people were super nice to me. Some of them did want me to get up a little early, but other than that, well, we made it fine.
2: Uh, going back through this, uh, 2000 is when Pick Pack Pickles won the national championship. Mark Cross and Terry Walker, the gentleman that owns the American Cooner, our good friend, they owned her.
0: That's awesome. Really is. And and what do you feel like's been the greatest achievement? 88. Oh, I
1: don't know, but I have been blessed because I don't remember a time in in the last lots of years. And I didn't have a dog in my pen. I catch a coon with some of them are better than others, but I uh, and and like like I am now, I can't hardly get across a road ditch. And uh, and I got dogs that treat coons, and, I, and, and and that's the, that's the first and foremost. They they, they got a tree coons, or or I don't feed them, that's just about the and they and and I've been blessed uh, all these years, you know, to have some. Even the 16 months I spent in Korea, I left a dog at my Mother and dad is would tree a So uh, she 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 had a few other habits, but she would tree a
0: Do you think like dogs of today are better than the ones back in the day?
1: Hundred percent better. They no no comparison of today. Uh, the dogs are so much better today. Yeah, you know, you can find if you know what you're looking for, you can kind of find what you want today. Uh, and, and back back when I started with Walkers, it, 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 number one, you couldn't find one a tree; yeah, they just didn't treat So,
0: what about from say the nineties from t- till today? They're still better. You think they, they
1: they're smarter. They um uh, they they some breeds going in different directions, you know. And s- some people are trying to try trying to breed something to win the world with, you know. And uh, the country we got to hunt in, and uh, the way I hunt, and the way I can hunt. I can't hunt. I can't hunt a dog that's, uh, that don't don't hunt with you, and handle you know and stuff. That's that's very important. And uh, dog dog got today. Even some of them that I don't care about much, it it's still got a lot of sense. Most of them are capable of learning. I don't have any good instructors we got, but uh, <laughs> the, the dogs are still a lot. A lot of them are capable of learning. How old is a puppy when
2: you start say putting a handle on him?
1: Oh, I. Usually he's pretty young. I, 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 the most six-month-old pup I got out there, I started messing with him a little bit already. He, he's not developed enough to really jump in a pickup like he probably should yet, but the quicker he does that, well, I'll turn him loose around here and have him to load several times a day, you know, until we get it down right.
2: I've heard stories that uh, Mark's told me. I It's my own fault I hadn't come and watched it but he told me you could uh, hunt four dogs off of a horse and have two behind you uh yeah. watching those trail and tree and never get out from behind that horse go to the tree with those type tree dogs you hunt and turn them back a loose and the two behind the horse never move and then when it gets those two behind the I, horses turn
1: i i, I had when i heard when i heard uh some of the some of the older ones uh they would, they would do that. I hadn't, I hadn't rode a horse in several years, so these now would probably bark at a horse. But uh, I, I, no, and and bark, he was, he was, he was
0: good at. He would,
1: he would, he was well disciplined, and his mother and grandmother,
0: they were well disciplined. And you, you were talking about like bark. He, he seems like he's probably your favorite male you ever owned,
1: right? Yeah, no, no doubt he. I've he I, I never owned a you know a whole lot of males to choose from, but he he was he was he did he did pretty good in the stud pen, and he he did uh, he he did good. Bark was well disciplined, he had a good mouth, good tree dog. You never see him have trouble with nothing. He he was just a pleasure to hunt. And and I had his mother and his grandmother, which they were older than him. And uh, I hunted them three, probably as good a three as I ever hunted, and at uh, one time.
0: How uh, how independent were they? Was he?
1: Uh, Bart Bart was well. They were they were all fairly independent. They were more independent than a lot of the hounds I've hunted. You know, they because they would split tree and hole and that kind of stuff. I've seen them treat three different places, you know. we caught all them two men, Bradley and the, and the Delta, they, several times they were treated three different places.
2: Let me ask you a hypothetical question, and uh, if you want it out of there, uh, Tyler can take it out. With this Queen 15 out here you have now, if somebody called you today and said, Look, Wimp, I've got some semen on bark. Would you be interested?
0: Oh, I say it into the mic, man. <laughs> I, I
1: would definitely be interested because, as I said, I, I like bark. And I don't have any time she's got bark in her, but uh, I don't think one more lick would hurt.
2: So if somebody called and said, Mr. Wimp, I'm going to let you use this bark semen. And we gonna raise us another litter of puppies. You're in.
1: I would, I would definitely dive on
2: it.
0: <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question, Mister. That's probably the best question we've asked all day. He kind of, he kind of, he he said, he kind of, <laughs> he kind of puckered up a little bit when he said, "Hey, so if anybody listens, knows know if Bart was collected, which I don't know. You got any good stories you could tell us about hunting with uh, Schoon River Bart? He, well, probably, probably one of my favorites.
1: Uh, Me and a there was hunting in the game here one night and we had bark two of his puppies and queen ten and uh you were lucky to catch two coons down at a nice hunt and uh we were riding horses we looked at 13 coons and shot 12 of them out and one time his tree just side by side and they didn't shoot that now and uh we got pictures of the hunt there, you know, and its I hadn't had that good a hunt down there since all before, but we we had a, had a, had a
0: nice one, so we did. What's the most memorable hunt you've ever been on besides that one, if that's your most memorable? It don't even have to be a dog. At the time you hunted one of your dogs, you could hunt, be hunting with some other dogs.
1: I don't go many hunters without my dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I, I ain't hard going no much without my dog. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: Sometimes I would, I would have been hyper if I might have been at home.
0: Uh,
2: uh, this will be something that may come out, may stay in. You was at the 67 ACHA
1: World Championship in West Point. What was that like? Look look right there and get them two uh, red things right there. Tell us what year is on them.
0: He's got, he's got the... Uh, 67.
1: 68. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you were there.
2: What was that kind of like then?
1: It, it, was, it was really a special event. You know, they were, uh, walkers were just, you know, beginning to get really popular. And uh, uh, they were the merchants, the, the houses. And, and I remember one dog in particular, Texas Slim, was there. He was a single Easter walker dog. And by the way, he was uh, the first old queen I had, his granddaddy. Dead, a pup out of him was bred to sailor to get him, and uh, and uh, felt like he could make him make him heal and sit, and he had a crowd following, him, uh, making his dog sit, and he would sit and lay down, and I don't remember what few little commands you know, and none of us had ever seen a hound dog, you know, uh, it's common knowledge that a hound dog would do you know, and uh, and I remember that being a really attractive. I I got it uh, Merchant with banjo 2. somebody else went along, but I can't remember who. What it was. What kind of
2: tree dog? I've always heard about the tree style of banjo and banjo the 2. Banjo,
1: the, the banjo dogs split tree, and I remember they they run the tree as high as they could and grab it and hold the tree coming down. They'd run that tree and hold it and it just slid down. They were they were barking, they they were they were barking circuses at that tree now, but they look you know they t- took a lot of room for them, but. Uh, It uh, they were they were three dogs. I believe that was the year that merchant won second with Johnson's Manjo.
2: What uh, what about uh houses Tom Tom? Did you ever hunt with Tom Tom? Never hunted
1: with Tom Tom. What about Diamond Jim? Diamond Jim, I hunted with him one time. I guess Diamond Jim for for my measurements, he left you barking and tree cones. You know.
2: What about Finisher?
1: Well, Mister Gans, he he's not with us anymore. So I, I. and uh, Robert McCarley won't get mad at me, <laughs> but finisher, what I seen out of finisher, I I, I I didn't see anything out of him. I bred a jip to him. We look at first queen to him, and she didn't have no pups And I always told him, the Lord, to see and ask me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about Billy? Crown Billy.
1: Crown Billy. I, I I never I never bred the Crown Billy. I hunted with him in Memphis a time or two. He was crazy, man. He, he, I didn't know. I didn't know what he was doing, and I, uh, only, only Buddy could tell you what he was doing. <laughs>
2: he called him William. I remember that yeah. sometimes.
1: Uh, yeah, only only Buddy could tell you what Billy was doing. I hunted with uh Pride's other dog, Buck. Buck, and he was a tree dog. Well a really nice. You put him in penelakers, and we I hunted with him one night, and he, he he looked like a cool dog. I believe Pride had the worst look at getting reproducers of anybody i ever seen. I raised a litter out of book and I hadn't didn't, known them turn
0: out. What did everybody hunt back then? What was the big breed?
1: Well, I'd say most people that had the choice was was father of Mr. Merchant. Because he was back in the, you know back when he was hunting barley, because he was winning everything in in the you know, well, world. Well, but uh,
0: I'm I meaning as far as like you said, walkers were just then getting started. Yeah. What 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 was the big breed then as far as like blue ticks? What what was everybody hunting, or was everybody hunting oh, more? Black, black and
1: tan's because you know most people were hunting sandler and you know gray dough with papers on them and everything else, and and black and tan's are dominant color, so you know. Uh, if a first first litter or two I ever raised out the old Lottie Gip there, she had a blackened hand or two, you know. And uh, you could get blackened hands. That's reading really early walkers, a blanket back walker like we got now. People didn't like them because they shouldn't they have blackened tan in them.
0: And they they want an open spot at walker.
1: They, they want. I'll show you the. I got one up there that won twenty bench shows. Uh, she she's bare spotted up to. You.
0: Why or how did the walkers be- go from not even being able to find one in this country that would tree coon to being so dominant today? I mean, because let's be honest, it, it, they are it, dominant. It, it was over a lot of years. It was over lots of years. Well, why don't? Why didn't the other breeds do that, you think? I don't know. Most people that had other breeds
1: didn't like walkers. It, it kept getting, you know, one man would move in and one. The first queen I had, I hunted with many a person. said so that's the first tree dog walker they ever seen. And that was in the 60s. So you ain't liking
0: no tree dog walkers now. They don't say that now. <laughs> no, they? they want them to track now, is they? Yeah. Let me show you, do you even remember a time when walkers weren't dominant like that, like they are now?
2: No, not, not in my time. Now, there was people in the black and tan breed, the blue tick breed, mm-hmm. that were awesome. But uh, as far as numbers uh you know there's uh, I never knew of a time in my yeah. time.
1: yeah i, I believe it. I'm not sure about the date, but I believe it was sixty three I hunted in a, a Louisiana state championship, I was on the walker in it i hunted. they hunted yeah, close a hundred dogs, really yeah I was on the walker in it we We had a crowd going with us they want to see a walker tree or coon, and
0: did they see a walker coon that crowd <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then, what year did the
2: the great dogs be passed by? Because I remember even in my time showing up at a hunt, there was a lot more great dogs than right, there was rafter. Right.
1: And uh, you know, UKC required a long time for you to have a great cast. You know, and uh, one popular dog that my dog have several crosses of him is Crawford's Boss, and he's wasn't known far and wide, but he was he won tenth place in the ACG World Championship and. 60s but didn't know they ain't no sure what all he had in him but uh he was really an outstanding little old dog and a good boy on him but he, he needed to get bred you know i bred him to the and twice and you'd get a puppy two out of each litter to do something and that's about it huh
0: and that that's just mind-blowing for me to think that that was the case back then now walkers and it's just crazy that the other breeds didn't you know, I mean, if they were so dominant back then, or, or numbers wise, I'm not saying, but and then now it's like what well, you go to a hunt, and you might, you're lucky. I'm not saying anything bad about blue ticks, but but I mean, you're lucky to see a blue tick or a black and tan at a hunt. I mean, honestly,
1: there have been so much effort put on breeding Walkers when people d- did go to them. You know, gonna have to be A lot of mistakes made before before anything else that puts them aside. You know, and the Walker people are gonna have to make it.
0: Uh, <laughs> was that Tennessee lead dog? The, well, he was like the fir- They say he was like the first walker or something, wasn't he?
1: That Tennessee lead story, I believe, about as much of that as, uh, you know, they want you to believe that the Tennessee lead story was where all the walkers come from. I, I never heard of Tennessee leads like a 100 years old. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, and I, I'm not saying he might have hit some good walkers, but man, they've been so many places and. And the early papers was changed around and messed around. They, they, don't, they, don't know what, they don't know what they've done. Mine a long way are perfect, but I know what it was what, you know. I know which yeah. one of them was dead and which one's a mama from the first old queen on. And, uh, but then when they went to DNA, that, that hit it. That hit. It. Avery, how close was, uh, repeat, the night you shot that coon out to that puppy that other dog? How close was Repeat Tree to us? Oh, just across the holler. I mean, you can see him just. was say, I mean,
2: say Hear those he rode out there? Somewhere yeah, there. He,
1: he He was right there, and he could see. The, he could see him fighting the yeah, coon. That's right. And he, he he stayed right there and talked he, to. Him. He never moved. Hey, we got his picture there somewhere. Yeah, there he is, right on the door, right there.
2: What about the other breeders? What like you name some names that I know you don't want to like names, but. A breeder like yourself, what was one or two of the most enjoyable that you like to sit down with and talk about breeding dogs?
1: You know, I, I kind of different from a lot of folks, but I, I I enjoyed Brother Tim Ball. I you know just timed out around him and with him. I bred I, I wore my vehicle out going out there to breed to the first old Harry, and if he got you one pup, you was proud. But uh, anyway, uh, he. Uh, I I enjoyed Brother Tim, and uh, something else. The dogs he knowed and, and bred and stuff were just about you know they were across the fence from. They weren't a lot of them around here, and, and you know I never hunted a lot of them and stuff. And I I enjoyed him a lot. And uh, Mac when I could keep him straight, yeah, he, <laughs> he you know he would uh, Mac. He would he was always on high on what he had, you know, but me and him argued a lot. And Joe, when he was sober, Joe was, uh, I enjoyed Joe House. And, and I always thought Joe was honest. Even though he was reckless, I, I thought he was always pretty honest. Probably. And a few times I got to talk to Hershberger, a few times I got to talk to him, I enjoyed it yeah, because I think he was honest man. And That's, you know, just, other than that, you know, the local input has been, been real good to me, too, you know. The... First old gentleman I started hunting with, uh, I had to get over a few of his things. He he had an idea too that I don't go along with. But
0: so so not to not to brag, you know. I don't want you to think you're bragging on yourself. But when did it become bigger than Pontotop, Mississippi? Uh,
1: the Childers boys, J. E. Childers, yeah, J. E. hunted schooner River Lipper for me, and that really that really got me in Louisiana. I did a lot of dog business down there, you know, breeding and for a long time, and uh, and 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 Gee probably, you know, he helped me much in the earlier days, and then Mark, Joe, and all them boys down there, they they did a lot with them, and uh, in uh, later years, well, I wouldn't say later years, but later uh, the Rogers boys out in Missouri, Steve and Darren, and their two boys they really really put in there a lot and, and re- really really he's talking about homers gomer uh now gomer done a lot for me in alabama everybody want, everybody wanted a dog with a mouth like gomer's and that was a measuring stick and, and you know everything to know if i had a puppet have a mouth like gomer's and uh and which you could pretty well answer no and be right but uh, he really done a lot for me there uh, and different ones over, over the country, you know, they, they the trouble, the thing is, is uh, most of them, kind of, I'm older, and most of them are older, and, uh, and it's like, uh, Mark, Mark knows now that I don't, I don't want to do no dog business, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I just buy a room and shoot one and try to set it I don't, I don't, I don't relate to what the younger. Uh, the first thing uh, one asks me if he wants to get on my list is how deep and wide will he go by himself? Uh, you know, I don't. I, I can tell him quick, I don't know. You
0: know <laughs> but you don't want to find out. Man, I, do you. I'm
1: not planning on finding out. <laughs> you want to count coons, not miles. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm too old for them miles. So, uh, did you ever haunt houses, lawyer?
0: No. <laughs> no. I was gonna see if you thought he was louder than Goma. Uh hunted
1: him a lot and he, he said he's awful loud.
0: You said he you said he was awful loud too. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: lawyer was a red alert. He was yeah. he was absolutely a loud yeah. tree dog.
1: Did they have him in the south standing here somewhere? Was that lawyer they had well, Jackson Kyle, around Jackson down or somewhere? Did he? Uh
2: no, Mr James Lofton had houses Hank down there for a while.
1: Okay, when
2: he got a little older he had Hank.
1: I I knew they had some house. Yeah, down houses down Hank he had down there. there. I couldn't remember
0: what it was. I guess we're probably, we ain't long going to be wrapping this up. We ain't near about shine this tree. That's what's crazy. Sure. You know what I mean? We just kind of scratched the surface. Hey, we might have to come back. We might I have to come back. time. We've, oh, man, we've I had a good
2: too. meal, good fellowship. We went by where Mr. Uh, Wimp was raised in uh, Schooner <laughs> River. We went over Schooner <laughs> River. We've covered, we've covered a few miles, and uh, was, I can see us coming back.
1: This gal at PKC Youth Hunt, I can't ever think the name. Amy Thomas. Oh, yeah. Uh, she did an interview on that one day, and, uh, and she was talking about Schooner River, Schooner River, and uh, and you see how big it was up there, yeah. and uh, somebody wanted to know if i heard anything from that, and I said, yeah, man, I met a man there an hour ago, I do know where Schooner River was, he wanted to put his houseboat in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, first day I had run have on, on Schooner River Leopard. well, like the same thing, it's that big tree you see up there between them two. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Use that picture. And, uh, and somebody called me a day or two some of my buddies around here want to know said if you got any calls on your head he said I see it in the magazine I said yep got 25 said sure enough I said yeah he said that's pretty good and I said man yeah he said, he said one of them, I was asking about him I said one of them won't know what my dog done and 24 of them won't know where that big, temple companies will to know where that big tree was <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> yep
0: because
1: that's
0: something else. I really don't know what we got the trees left that big now. Not <laughs> that's that's big. Well, Mr. Wimp, we gon' you, you going hunting night, ain't you?
1: Yeah, we well, man, you're gonna
0: go after
1: a while. Well, I know Tyler's
2: gonna close it out, but I just want to say thank you, Mr. Wimp. We've had a big time. The good Lord's blessed us with a good time to be together and uh, catch up on your story. And I, I know we've enjoyed well,
1: it. I, I hope somebody enjoys it. I, you know, as I say, it's it's, it's all. Uh, Really, really, you know, as the people I met and the people I know and and that thing, that's that's it with me now. You know, I am gonna try to keep a dog with a free coon as long as I can go coon on. Might keep me a pet thereafter if I can't. Yeah. But uh, and I might if I get out and hunt with some more dogs, you know, I might want to move. Might want to move what I got.
0: You might want to get you a hot nose, deep and lonely dog, huh? <laughs> I think that's what Queen Seventeen should be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you think that fitting more I'll I'll
1: tell you, right.
2: I'll tell you, I'm <laughs> thinking about bark being the daddy of it
1: 50, uh, <laughs> i like to say that yeah F- 15 she'll strike more coons than anything we got and she'll most of the time be in the length of this building that we run them roads and I've seen her strike a number of coons and you see them going the other night I, I, I look at my find she was out to the right there and uh, Ricky said the little old, cookie chipper we got said said cookies three hundred something yards on up the road and about that time quick screamed and i looked and she was twenty eight foot from my truck we stopped and she was just right out to wonder and she screamed another time through and treated on a bush and his coon run around in that bush up there and the rest of them done went by
2: <laughs> mr will you showed me a carbide light that you used to coon hunt with and now you telling me about a garmin <laughs> it's come on you operating a garment so you've hunted with carbide lights and now you're hunting with a garment
1: well it is a little move but uh oh uh, i finally had to get one uh, Ronnie davis he, he he had the first one that i hunted with and he was spending time on his <laughs> once he, he was grinning over and he said touched- Spent time telling me where old Hobo, was Switcher at the Creek, he was on, and I thought, man, I I, I wish he'd lose that thing. And uh, but I finally had to get one, and they're they're nice. They're nice for especially me. I can't hear good, and I can't walk much, and, and uh, I can tell how my dog barking at the tree if I, even if I can't hear it, you know. And uh, they're they're nice. They really are, but they. Uh, but they've come a long way since, I forget the first shock in I ever had. It wouldn't work out of sight. And they've come a long way
0: since then. Another thing I don't think people consider, you know, is how much the Garmin and all has helped us be able to train dogs.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah they, 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 as you get used to them, you couldn't want to hunt without them. You know, Could, I, I have left mine at home. Don't do it very often, but sometimes. <laughs> Anthony, I live mine at home one night, and I never did tell him I left it because I leave ears about half the time, you know. And I get on about it, but uh, kind of like you ain't got no shirt pocket when you ain't got it this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, uh, I I You want y'all are specialists on them? Oh.
2: No, sir. Huh? I don't. No, sir. Mark's the best we got. Mark's
1: the best around here. Hey, got to get one of them young boys with me. Get Mark to tell you. I called him one morning at two o'clock, and he was, uh, he was, <laughs> no He's down the Delta, and he'd done in a cabin of sleep. And I finally got him browsed up, and he had to get up. It's cold. Had to get up, go out to the truck to get his garment to tell me. I wouldn't know how to turn the light on on it. I'd forgot. I had to go out there and <laughs> get it, do it. And well. he had to go I get couldn't it to tell it. him how to do it. I had to have the garment. And, in and you know what? We had looked for that dog an hour. I mean, she's right here. know, she's three foot over there. She's two foot over there. No, she's back over here. We went around in there, picked up every stick, looked in every place it could have been a hole. And I found about for an hour. And, and we couldn't find her. And the thing said, she's about catch on her. You don't come back. they in there and shot a coon out. And, uh, she and, didn't come back to the truck then. And, uh, and the other dogs, they done caught a coon. And and he brought them back to the truck and didn't bring that one. And I could tell all the time that that one's still over there, you know. So we went over there, and I crawled across the creek and got over there. And we looked and looked and looked And an hour, <laughs> I called Mark, and I turned the light on. And you know where she was? up a stupid tree right over us. Oh, my goodness. And that tree wasn't more than that stupid. And and we looked up the tree, but uh, it, it wasn't... Uh, Saved her life. It, it, uh, but uh, it, if, I, don't, I don't think she'd ever... If I had to shock her to make her come, and she fell and hit on a tree, and it didn't hurt her. But uh, oh, but she was she was right up that tree. I don't know why I could turn my light on today if I needed to. I don't do it regularly, you know. <laughs> I ain't the most gifted fellow with this late model stuff. One thing I, I, I don't really worry about it much, is, <laughs> and, and, uh, and another thing is it just it's just it's been it's they manufactured it since my date Uh
0: The first interview that we did didn't work out, you know, over the phone. It, we did it, and the audio was terrible. Yeah and you know what that was a blessing because i have enjoyed coming down oh, here and i it. really have i've enjoyed seeing all this and I'm, I'm i'm glad that the audio didn't work out on the first one even that's though it, it took a lot of time for we us. went and to man,
2: amish country and everything to
0: Amish. i mean man I mean, we have went everywhere and it's you know that we got to tour schooner river bottom right <laughs> we went and, and i thank you for that mr wimp and i really do mr wimp and i, I just i can't thank you enough man for let, letting us come I appreciate you coming. Glad glad you come. If you don't do nothing, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's on my mind. I want to get this. He's gonna get that Garmin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so, Miss we prob- are gonna have to be back. We are gonna have to come back. And uh, but I do, like I said, I do appreciate it, Miss Wimp. Yeah, yeah,
1: come by any time.
0: really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as i did if you like what you heard here go on over to facebook give us a like at coon hunting you also go to apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review it really helps us out and remember if you need a new hunting light do not overlook superior they make an awesome light best customer service in the business man they're walking light and double red is the brightest i've ever seen use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunt University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.